With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mark Simone on WOR. Well, oh, look at it. The snow is coming down outside. Yeah, listen, it's not going to be that bad. Well, here in the city, uh, it's going to snow, but uh, this is the way it should be. In the city, eh, half an inch maybe. Suburbs, four inches, five. No, uh, it shouldn't be too bad. And it looks uh, right now white and powdery. And, uh, well, we'll see. we got lots to talk about uh, this hour. We'll take your calls. We, uh, we'll get to President Trump, his health, uh, this racism stuff. They will not give up. Uh, trying to create this uh, this uh, racism, uh, uh, fake illusion. Uh, New Jersey, you got a new governor. We'll get to that. Uh, what's coming to Broadway? Well, one of your favorite movies is coming to Broadway. Uh, Steve Bannon. Hey, this is an interesting case. You know, uh, Bannon left the White House, and he was asked to testify before that congressional committee. You know the guy you always see on TV, this uh, Adam Schiff? He's the Democrat a little crazy looking, kind of bug eyed. He's the guy you always see on all the super liberal shows, Meet the Press, George Stephanopoulos. You see him on uh, MSNBC. He's always the one, Russia, 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 where we've got stuff, we're getting stuff, there's more stuff. Meantime, it's a year later. Guy has come up with nothing. So uh, they're getting into uh, panic time here. It's the same thing with Robert Mueller, who I assume is a much better investigator than these uh, idiot congressmen. He's been on it a year, and he can't come up with a damn thing. So he got Manafort uh, from uh, 200 years ago with some money laundering from his uh, work as a consultant. Uh, what else was there? General Flynn. Uh, but that was on some Turkish deal. He was a consultant for Turkey. They wanted him to kidnap somebody. Hey, you're Turkey. You think you can't kidnap a guy on your own? you got to hire somebody here? But anyway, they've got nothing on Russia. There is no Russia. So if you've been watching this shift... Adam Schiff on TV the last week or two, you can see he's panicking. He looks desperate because he's a beady-eyed, nothing-looking guy, no personality. You'd never see this guy on television. This Russia thing is the only thing keeping him on television. If they shut down this Russia investigation, that's it. No more uh, Rachel Maddow going, oh, Adam, how are you? No more Lawrence O'Donnell. No more, uh, no more uh, what's his name, Chuck Todd anymore. So they called De Bannon to testify yesterday before this uh, Senate committee. And Bannon uh, said he was told by the White House uh, not to testify, not to give any information. Executive privilege. And that's commonly used by every administration. Executive privilege. You're not supposed to reveal uh, private meetings in the White House or what goes on. Now, uh, of course, this congressional committee, this Adam Schiff, went nuts. They kept Bannon there for 10 hours. Imagine spending 10 hours with Adam Schiff, but Bannon... Uh, just stuck to his guns, very carefully answered. I can't talk, executive privilege, executive privilege. Some people argue uh, that you should be able to ask him about the transition period because they weren't actually in the White House and that executive privilege shouldn't apply. But uh, the other lawyers argue back, hey, it's still the administration. It's the new incoming administration, executive privilege. So he won't testify. Oh, now the other thing is Mueller 
has subpoenaed Bannon to testify with him. And Bannon says he'll cooperate fully with Mueller. So this drives the the shift really crazy. He'll tell Mueller everything. But, you know, there's a big difference. Executive privilege doesn't apply with a special counsel. And the reason is the special counsel is actually technically part of the executive branch. Unlike Congress, they're in a different branch of government. So this shift all over television yesterday... Uh, going on and on because Bannon refused to tell him anything. The scope of this assertion of privilege, if that's what it is, um, is breathtaking. It goes well beyond anything we have seen uh, in this investigation. Now, let me ask you, you're a normal person. Did it take your breath away? When I told you this story, did you go, (gasps) did you gasp? (laughs) Breathtaking? I I don't know. (laughs) Bannon hired himself the top lawyer you can get for this sort of thing. And the White House said... Don't say anything. You've got executive privilege. And he, sure, he asked the lawyer, and the lawyer said, yeah, they're absolutely correct. You don't have to say anything. So when Bannon said the scope of this, and he said executive privilege, as he's claiming, then it is executive privilege. Uh, yeah, it, and it's been used before. It's been used by the Obama administration. It's been used by Eric Holder. Everybody's used it. If the White House is permitted to maintain that kind of a gag rule on a witness, no congressional investigation could ever be effective. None of them have been anyway. <laughs> You've been doing this a year. You haven't been the least bit effective. What the hell is he talking about? They've had thousands, tens of thousands of congressional investigations. They've all been been effective. But it was it was worth the whole thing just to watch this bug-eyed weirdo Schiff looking so angry on TV. It began by being informed by Mr. Bennett's counsel uh, that as he was... Oh, uh, who can listen to this guy? So here's the better part. This was the best testimony yesterday. She is the uh, Department of Homeland Security Secretary. I can't remember her name, but she's great. She is great. So they're at, the whole idea is to make it look like Trump's a racist. You know, uh, you see Chuck Schumer on Colbert crying, tears in his eyes about this racist. How could he? Uh, this is the same guy that it was, it was Trump's best friend for 20 years. <laughs> Always coming to Trump for favors, for money, for everything. But now that's the whole thing, try to create this racist thing. And as I keep explaining to you, this wasn't racist. What really happened in that room, it wasn't about Haiti or a couple of African countries. They were talking about a visa lottery. That's how we'll decide who comes in the country. We'll have a lottery. And Trump is arguing this is the dumbest system in the world. Why don't we pick who we want? And let's go based on merit. Why would you do a lottery? So then uh, he says to Durbin, well, what, who, which countries are in the lobby, lottery? And he said the TPS countries. Temporary protected status. So what are those countries? Well, when he read the list, it was the worst list you ever heard. The list was Syria, Yemen, Sudan, Nepal, Ecuador, El Salvador, Nicaragua. So at the end of this, Trump said, why is it all these blank house countries? He didn't say blank hole. He said blank house countries. So uh, anyway, the Department of Homeland Security, this woman, is great job. And she's was in that meeting. So she's being asked to testify about that. Now, Cory Booker wants to run for president. Cory Booker from New Jersey. Remember, he was the mayor of Newark. He was the worst mayor you've ever seen. Newark was a disaster when he got there. It was a bigger disaster uh, when he left. Uh, uh, Chris Christie left with better metrics than uh, Cory Booker. Total disaster. But he's a good-looking guy, and uh, he's got a little bit of a you know personality. He's lively, but he looks good. He speaks well. But uh, that's not enough. He's got no record, no accomplishment in uh, Newark when he was mayor, nothing really to run on. So he's trying to create some buzz about himself. So 
in this thing, when she's asked by uh, the committee, what was said in that room? Was it racist? Did he call them blank house countries? She says a couple of times, you know, I don't, wasn't really paying attention to that. I don't remember that. Uh, and then he was asked again, you know, I don't remember. I, I, I don't know what he said. And she said, that's not the, let's get to the important part. Well, that's when Cory Booker went into his act. And it looked like he'd been practicing this in front of a mirror for days. But uh, word to these politicians, if you're going to do this, you got to get an acting coach or somebody because he overacted the whole thing. He looked so shrill. He looked hysterical. And his arms are flailing around. You know, that's what uh, amateurs need a real acting coach because they'll tell you, hey, bring that in a little. Now, you don't need to yell. Do it like this. But he's carrying on about uh, rage. Wait, wait, here it I hurt. When Dick Durbin called me, I had tears of rage when I heard about this experience in that meeting. And okay, now, first of all, you need to call in a writer, too. This guy is a cold-blooded killer politician. Believe me. He's like Schumer. They don't have any tears of rage. <laughs> the, only, the only thing they could ever cry about is like the biggest donor died. Maybe that they'd cry. Listen, to, let's listen to this again. This is funny. His arms are waving around. We're supposed to believe this. I hurt. When Dick Durbin called me, I had tears of rage when I heard about this experience in that meeting. And for you not to feel that hurt and that pain and to dismiss some of the questions of my colleagues saying... Well, they were stupid questions. And don't bang the table. You know, again, you need an acting coach. Tears of rage! It, it, it's just awful. And it's a woman. He's yelling at this woman like this. This might be harassment here. I've already answered that line of questions when tens of millions of Americans are hurting right now because of what they're worried about what happened in the White House. That's unacceptable to me. Oh, now you'd say, okay, that was a little overacting, but that's it. No, no, it kept going on and on. Both language festers. When ignorance and bigotry is allied with power, it is a dangerous force in our country. Your silence and your amnesia is complicity. Oh, my God. It's like he's talking about Hitler. First of all, there's no bigotry or anything. It's a, you know, and somebody should uh, inject him with some truth serum and sit him down and ask him about this uh, immigration policy. You take 15 disaster countries and that's the list of who comes in. Uh, the president has a point. How come, how come there aren't some other countries, successful countries, uh, European countries, uh, uh, Asian countries? Why, why is it all these uh, crazy countries? That are just in total, total turmoil. It's not an attack on the people. It's an attack on the country, on their governments. Uh, now you say, well, that's too much. You went on too long. No, there's more. And I've got a president of the United States whose office I respect, who talks about the country's origins, my fellow citizens, in the most despicable of manner. You don't remember. You can't remember the words of your ca- uh, commander in chief. I find that ex- unacceptable. You know, they coach the uh, witnesses. She's the uh, Homeland Security Secretary. Or if you're up for a nomination and you are uh, got to be uh, approved by the Senate, they coach you, don't say anything, just sit there, don't respond, don't react. So you're coached and coached, so she can't say anything. She's got to just sit there and take it. But uh, a normal person would have said, calm down, what the hell are you yelling about? What are you talking about, crazy, uh, hysterical, hyperbolic nut job? I hurt. Oh. When Dick Durbin called me, I had tears of rage when I heard about this experience in that meeting. And- <laughs> Let me explain something. Everybody in Congress hates Dick Durbin. Every Democrat hates Dick Durbin. They can't stand this guy. He's known as the biggest thieving liar ever, lies about everything. And he's got a track record. He's been caught lying 
about what happened in a meeting with the president, private meetings. He did it to Obama once about, uh, what was it about? It was about Eric Cantor. He came out and told this story that got caused great controversy and problems for President Obama until everybody in the room came forward and said, this never happened. He's making this up. Uh, it's just a slimeball, sleazeball. Dick Durbin, Cory Booker can't stand it. When you tell Cory Booker, hey, Durbin is on the phone, first he has to throw up just before he takes the call. But look. I hurt. When Dick Durbin called me, I had tears of rage. Oh, I- please. So uh, Durbin uh, sticks to his story, though, even though uh, everybody else says it wasn't quite that way. Someone, I think I know who, decided that they would bring in five members of Congress, two senators and three House members, who generally oppose all immigration reform. The idea was clearly to outnumber us and to kill our efforts. Yeah. Doesn't he sound like if you were buying a car, I mean, you're going to this guy. And God bless uh, Lindsey Graham today for saying we hope the Tuesday president shows up uh, to help us as opposed to the Thursday president of last week. See, that's it what I mean. His, his tone. Donald Trump's. It's too, uh, it's trying too hard to be calm and show no emotion and uh, kind of trying to sound trustworthy. And God bless uh, Lindsey Graham today for saying we hope the Tuesday president shows up uh, to help us as opposed to the Thursday president of last week. Oh, I see. It was two different Donald Trumps. Yeah, it was two different guys. That's what he's saying. Trump went Jekyll and Hyde on them. He kind of did because uh, if you remember the meeting where they showed it on television, they let the cameras shoot the meeting, and he kept saying, we'll work out something. Let's come up with a DACA deal. Let's let's work out this immigration. We'll, we'll get it worked out. And that's it was, seemed uh, so uh, cooperative, like he wanted to get something done. The problem is Durbin came in the room with this stupid, we're going to, let's do it by lottery. We'll have a visa lottery. We'll have a lottery to get in the country. And then he said, well, which countries? Uh, Sudan, Yemen, <laughs> Somalia, Syria. And Trump is looking at him. They said Trump was rolling his eyes during the whole thing. What are you, crazy? This is the list? Put some other countries uh, in there. Hey, New Jersey, you got a, a new governor yesterday, Phil Murphy. Uh, you, know, you should be in good hands. Hey, Goldman Sachs, how bad could the guy be? He was a Goldman Sachs. How bad could he be? Uh, and what is he going to do for New Jersey? Well, he uh, made his big uh, opening speech. A stronger and fairer New Jersey funds its public schools and delivers on the promise of property tax relief. Yeah, of course, that's never happens, never going to happen. You're not going to do it. Nobody ever. D- this is the same speech. In fact, when a governor leaves, this was Christie's uh, speech uh, when he was sworn in. This was uh, every uh, Tom Kane. They all they just passed the speech along. They leave it in the desk, and when the new guy takes over, he reads the same exact speech. Many years from now, when you look back, planting your flag in New Jersey will have been one of the smartest decisions that you ever made. Yeah, plant your flag there. There's a flag tax. There's a poll tax. There's a planting tax. <laughs> so, but he's going to straighten this out. We will send a loud and clear message that our days of muddling through from crisis to crisis are over, that we will charge forward with bold ideas. Bold ideas? Just wait. Okay, wait. Just keep an eye on this guy. See what bold ideas come out of this guy. Hey, we got a bigger problem. Uh, well, not a bigger New Jersey's pretty much the worst tax-wise. But here in New York, we got Governor Cuomo uh, with his new budget. The problem is the f- state tax is no longer deductible on your federal tax. So you'll end up paying more money. So he's got this scheme uh, we'll get rid of the state tax. Instead, we'll make it a payroll tax, and that's still deductible federally by businesses. Uh, every tax expert, economic expert, said this is going to have a million bad side effects and problems. But does he care? No, it sounds good. He made his big uh, budget speech. They want to shoot at our tax code the way it was. We changed the tax code. 
and we change it in a way that thwarts their attack. Yeah. Uh, believe me, when he changes that tax, anytime he touches the tax code, you're in trouble. It's going to be more, not less. The federal changes basically. Oh, okay. Why does he talk so slow? Now, the other thing is, no matter what goes on with the taxes, he's going to rob you as you drive down the street. He's going to put up these uh, secret tolls, congestion pricing. You go down this street, you get charged. You go down that street, you get charged. You notice he never mentions the charge. It's going to be a congestion pricing charge to come below 60th Street. You notice he never mentions what it is. Have you ever heard him say the amount? That's because it's not 25 cents. It's not 50 cents. <laughs> it's, it's not a dollar. It's like the bridge. It's going to be 12 bucks to go down this street. It will define a pricing zone. doesn't toll bridges. If you drive into that zone at certain times, you can pay a, a toll increase. Yeah. Wait till you hear the amount. Wait till you see how much this is. Anyway, we've got lots more to get to. Uh, you're going to have a chance, by the way, coming up right after the news, top of the hour. You have a chance to win $1,000. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, five minutes after the hour, you'll have a chance to win $1,000. Hey, also check out the webpage. A lot of great stuff up there today. The 100 greatest movie lines of all time. I know. Think right away. You say, yeah. I'm making an offer you can't refuse. That's one of them. But there's a hundred, the most famous, greatest movie lines ever, and they're all cut together, rapid fire. Take a look at this. Hey, by the way, all presidents curse and swear in private. And here's some uh, video. Here's some clips. You can hear LBJ, Kennedy, Nixon, Bush, Obama cursing, swearing, all kinds of stuff. It's great stuff. It's up on the web page. Oh, also, I said I'd put this up today. You know, these uh, refugees... Like Sweden. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Took in the refugees. They just let them all in. And it destroyed the whole country. Sweden's a total, it's, it's a disaster. Just a big crime zone. Now, they say, liberals will tell you, oh, it's not that bad. So 60 Minutes went to Sweden to show you that the refugees aren't that bad. They were doing a piece there. Well, watch this. During the piece, the refugees attack them. <laughs> And rob them and throw stones at them. It's great. It's all up on the webpage. Go to 710WOR.com. Then go over to the Mark Simone page. Or you can just go to 710WOR.com slash Mark. 710WOR.com slash Mark. Well, we got lots to talk about. We'll take some calls in uh, in just a bit. Uh, a Pretty Woman. Pretty Woman. Remember the movie? One of your favorite movies. Coming to Broadway. This has been in the works for some time. That was Gary Marshall, you know, the great producer, director, writer. That was his movie, uh, I guess the biggest thing he did. And uh, he always said you, it wouldn't work on Broadway. The story doesn't work. Uh, but then that was years ago. Then through the years, he started to think, you know what, maybe it can work. See, a lot of times these guys, there's no more movies. There's no more. So they come to Broadway. But uh, he's, he died. But before he died, he started reworking it, getting ready for Broadway. And he decided... That you can't ever be a hooker. It just you can't do that on Broadway. And why can't you do that? Haven't there been? Uh, there's a lot of Broadway musicals with uh, hooker characters, but they decided that won't work. So you remember he picks her up. He's in that car, that sports car, and she's a hooker. 
and uh, he tells her to get in and all this. So in the in the Broadway version, it's different. She's doesn't want to be a hooker anymore. She's giving up being a hooker, but somehow she still ends up with this guy in the car. So first of all, I think it's better if she's just a hooker. This doesn't sound believable, does it? I'm not really a hooker. I was a hooker. I'm trying not to be a hooker anymore. Maybe if we go out, I could stop being a hooker. Uh, and then in this one, he's a uh, cold-blooded, uh, you know, hedge fund, financial, takeover artist, uh, blackmailing, greenmailing companies, busting up companies, one of those kind of guys. So she is uh, is actually trying to help straighten him out because, you know, let's be honest, who's the hooker in this relationship? But uh, she's trying to reform him and that's – so it's much much more sweeter uh, love story here. But I don't know if this works. Well, I guess it works. They have got a lot of great songs, uh, supposedly. So that's what's uh, that's what's coming to Broadway. Uh, also, you got Restaurant Week uh, coming up. I, I know they try hard. You know, this was uh, this Restaurant Week thing. It, remember the Democratic Convention came to New York? Was it in the eighties, early eighties? The Democratic Convention came to New York. That's how this Restaurant Week started. All these delegates were coming to town, so they came up with this deal where, like, the, maybe twenty of our most notable restaurants had a special for all the delegates. It was like a, instead of the normal, whatever it is, a hundred bucks for two people, it was like $20 a person and it was restaurant. So then it worked. So they expanded it every year and restaurants didn't want to really get involved with restaurant week. You know, it's not the greatest. Uh, it's like, it's like when you're uh, in Las Vegas and there's people coming to the buffet with the coupons and they're not going to pay. It, it's like, it's, nobody's looking for that. You want real big spending, normal customers, but uh, the city pressured every restaurant into it. Now they kind of like it. So now every restaurant does Restaurant Week, and people all say, this is great. They oh, they make lists for Restaurant Week. Like, I'm going to try all these famous places. What you don't realize, when you go for Restaurant Week, it's not the normal menu. I mean, they have it if you want it, but the $25 menu, it's like four things they picked out that aren't too expensive for them to make. That's Restaurant Week. And it's crowded. It's uh, like, take right over there. I'm looking out the window into Soho. There's the hottest trendiest, chicest restaurants. Uh, and, you know, there was, you see the greatest crowd in there. One time I went and it was, it looked like Boca Raton. It was a million senior citizens with coupons, fanny packs. And uh, I said to the manager, what the hell is this? And they said, it's a restaurant week. You know, like all the normal customers have to go hide. So that's coming up. And it used to be a week. Now it's a, a few weeks and it uh, it's a good thing. It helps, uh, it helps to, you know, helps all the restaurants, helps people get out. Anyway, we got a lot coming up. You're going to have a chance to win $1,000 right after the news at the top of the hour. And we'll take some calls in just a couple minutes when we come back. 800-321-0710 is the number. 800-321-0710. And uh, before we do all that on 710 WOR, let's get caught up. Here's a look at all the latest news. 0710 is the number. 800-321-0710. Let's go to Mark in New Jersey. Hey, Mark. Hey, thanks. I want to say Cory Booker's angry, rehearsed performance (laughs) was an embarrassment to himself and the people of New Jersey. But you notice, Mark, that Mr. Booker, the Dems and the fake news media never got outraged when hundreds of our veterans were dying while waiting to see a doctor, which, thank God, President Trump took care of. Yeah. Well, don't worry. Cory Booker's not outraged. He's not mad. But he does need an acting coach. You gotta, you gotta learn how to do it so it's believable. This is a performance and a bad one. This is overacting. I hurt. When Dick Durbin called me, I had tears of rage when I heard about this experience in that meeting. And for you not to feel
feel that hurt and that pain and to dismiss some of the... These are two politicians. There's no slimier, sleazier politician than Dick Durbin. Dick Durbin has never had any emotion about anything. Uh, Cory Booker, a nice guy, but these are two cold, calculating politicians putting on a show. Let's go to Jim in New Jersey. Hey, Jim. Hi, uh, Mark. I want to ask you a question about this so-called rule in the Senate, the bird rule. And uh, people have been urging, like, McConnell to, like, do away with it, and he doesn't want to do it. And that being said, he doesn't do it. What's to prevent, like, Schumer, like, they, the Democrats take the Senate, and all of a sudden he says, okay, we're going to do it? Uh, what is the bird rule? I forgot. It's like you have to have uh, 50, 50 votes. Oh, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. On most things. No, that's the problem. You know, um, one side does that, but then you leave that for the other side. Uh, I don't know. It, it's a boring question. Is anybody interested? I know somebody uh, back looking at their phones here. Uh, not that exciting an issue. Uh, let's go to uh, George in uh, New Jersey, Holmdale, New Jersey. Hey, George. Hey, Mark. I'm hey. a really big fan. I love when you're on TV and I listen to you every day. Oh, I'll be on uh, Lou Dobbs tonight. Oh, great. I can't wait. Hey, Mark, you know, this big thing going on with the tax bill and everything, uh, everybody's all up in arms about it. You know, my my opinion is that if we don't, you know, we don't really have a revenue problem. We have a spending problem. Oh, yeah. But well, who's up in arms about the tax bill? Yeah, we got to. Are you talking about fake Democratic uh, outrage? No, nobody's up in arms. The tax bill's great. So far, the stock market's on fire. It hasn't kicked in yet, but within a few weeks, everybody will see a lot more money in their paycheck. In my area of New Jersey, I hear all the libs talking about, oh, it's not helping me. I'm not going to save anything. It didn't start yet. It starts in a few weeks. It applies to them anyway. I know it applies to these corporations. Yeah, no, there's a guy I know. Uh, there's a business with a lot of employees. They're all super liberal restaurant business. They're all liberal, you know, the waiters, everything. So he said, uh, they're all complaining, grumbling. He said, wait about three weeks till they open up the paycheck and see they got a thousand dollars more a year or whatever, hundreds of dollars more a week. He said, they'll stop complaining. Let's go to Joe in Red Bank. Hey, Joe. Uh, hi. Uh, you got a guy on the 10 o'clock hour talking about how the policemen and firemen in Jersey make so much money. But what That's I, not at all what he said. He said there's some uh, some, and you see this. It's not just police and firemen. You see it with teachers. Some people put in for ridiculous overtime, and a handful get a ridiculous amount. Yeah. So, uh, but what a lot of people in New Jersey don't understand is that in New Jersey there are over 500 municipalities. Each one of those municipalities has a mayor and a council, and they're all making salaries, and when they retire, they all get pensions. Yeah, you know, that's the problem, you know, with the government, with uh, uh, even with companies. You know, General Motors, for instance, is basically a retirement home that makes cars on the side. Most of their money goes to these pensions. General Motors, for instance, has like, uh, I think it's a million people on that pension in retirement that they're paying. Not that they don't deserve it, but I'm just saying it, it's uh, it, for governments, it's crippling. You end up with endless amounts of people on these uh, pension plans, and that's where you, that's one of the big sources draining money out of municipalities. And then, of course, the other thing is the waste, the fraud, and the and the spending that goes on forever and ever. You know, and also there's way too much government, like New Jersey, or like New York. You have all these county governments. You got the Nassau County government, then you got the local government, then you got the state government. You don't need all this. Connecticut is a good example. There's no county government in Connecticut. I mean, that's why for years, except for the stupid governor now, that's why they were able to hold costs down. You know, if you're living in Fairfield County, Connecticut, there's no county government. 
There's no county police force. You don't need it. It's, it's just duplication of services. It costs a fortune. You're driving around Nassau County. Here's the local police. Here's the county police. Here's the state police. you got the local school board, the county school board, the state school board. Just a waste of money. Let's go to Rob in Texas. Hey, Rob. Hey, Mark. Uh, a couple of things. Cory Booker reminds me of uh, Hamlet's advice to the players. You know, do not saw the air with your hand or try to out-Herod Herod. Yeah, don't overact either. I hurt. You look ridiculous. And, and speak. I was going to say, uh, speaking of psychosis, uh, I'd like to help talk the illustrious Michael Goodwin off the ledge. We and love he, Michael uh, Goodwin. He's the smartest guy around. Nobody, no better columnist in America than Michael Goodwin. But and I've told him. I've even said it on the air to him. He goes wobbly once in a while. You know, he 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 loves the president, and supports him. But once in a while, he goes a little wobbly. But he'll be okay. It's not just him. A lot of the old school guys uh, were very formal about the way a president should do things. Uh, they go a little nuts when Trump makes the outrageous comment or the outrageous tweet. A lot of the Reagan guys, they all say to me, why does he Why does he have to do that? Why does he do that? It's, it's the way he does things. It's the way he always did things. He will always do things that way. He also, you got to remember, he's got, uh, I don't know, let's say 50, 60 million people on social media between Twitter and uh, Facebook and Instagram. And he can reach those 50, 60 million people directly. you got to remember, he can't count on news coverage. A lot of presidents can. President Obama comes up with a good program. He'll get nice coverage. Lester Holt will take care of him. Chuck Todd will take care of him. But you got to remember, if you're President Trump, these guys are going to do fake news. They're going to come up with these false narratives, and they're going to go after you day and night. So his only way to fight back is on Twitter. That's the only way he reaches the public. Otherwise, they run these fake narratives. For instance, you know, the Quinnipiac poll will come out and say, oh, the president's down 20%. Well, you could look at the Quinnipiac metrics and see it's all rigged. It's all fake. The Quinnipiac poll, for instance, Republicans, 23% of the sample. It should be 34 to 36% of the sample. So already they've uh, rigged it so he loses 10 points. But these news guys will read this Quinnipiac poll all day. Everybody will quote it. Meantime, a poll with normal metrics comes out that gets no coverage at all. Zero. Let's go to uh, Chris in New York City. Hey, Chris. Hey, good morning, Mark. Is there a way to stop Cuomo from, from doing this thing with the congestion pricing? Because it's only going to hurt the middle class. The rich don't care and the poor don't drive. And all the money that gets raised is going to leave the city anyway and go upstate. Yeah, that's a very good point. I don't know legally how you stop the governor from doing this, except at the ballot box in November. He gets really lucky because there probably won't be much of an opponent. He's running for reelection. But the state Republican Party never is able to come up with any candidates for anything ever. So, uh, and in fact, there's an article in the paper today saying he just will sail into re-election. That's part of the problem. Uh, and knowing him, he'll delay this congestion pricing to just after the election. The problem is you don't need toll booths anymore. You don't need uh, the easy pass thing anymore. They got this little tiny bar. You can't even see it. They put them now. Uh, look at the Henry Hudson Bridge or the uh, Throgsnick. You don't stop or slow down. You don't see any toll booth, anything. You just drive by. There's a little bar above the road there. You don't even notice it. And it gets your license plate, and it records it, and it bills you. So he can uh, just get a gantry. He said, I can get gantries and lift up these bars and put them any street I want, any time I want. And he said he will do that, and he'll be flexible, and he'll move it around. They're talking about if you go below 60th, you'll pay a toll. And believe me, it's not going to be 50 cents. It's going to be... 10 bucks or whatever. It's going to be a lot of money. 
and he'll move these around. And he'll, it's a terrible thing. They did this in London. This was the big congestion pricing experiment. And uh, after all these years, they should have really didn't do much of anything. And there's no revenue problem in New York. They got more revenue than they need. Every time they build anything, they spend a thousand times more than they need to spend. So it's it's a spending problem. It's a waste, fraud, bloat problem. But that congestion pricing. And you're right. The very wealthy people couldn't care less. Let's say it costs $6 to drive below 60th. They couldn't care less. doesn't mean anything. But you're going to hurt everything. And then you're going to have so many exceptions. Uber will be an exception with their lobbyists. They'll buy their way out of that congestion pricing, as will the cabs. Let's go to Marion in Queens. Hey, Marion. Hi, Mark. Mark, uh, I'm a Trump fan. Just let it be known. I, I think he's done a great job in the short time that he's been there. Not being a politician, I don't know how he did it, but he's done a good job even personally. I think the people now, what they really want to know, not so much physical, but psychiatric. I mean, everybody has their way of living. He has a, a, a different way of living than the, the layperson, and I think people should understand that. And uh, he's doing a good job, but I think what they really want is, is he all right, you know, with his uh, mentality? Oh, his uh, mentality is great. Well, I, I know that, but uh, what about a psychiatric review? Well, for to, what? to prove that... Just to prove that, that the people are wrong in what they're saying, that he's nuts. He's well, no, he did have the uh, cognitive uh, test, his uh, mental faculties, uh, facilities. He's great, 100% on the test. Psychiatric, hey, I couldn't live like people like that. You know, well, even me, you know, I go on, uh, look online. Sometimes people write terrible things about me or you, you get uh, hate mail, but that's part of the job. And I'm happy to say the hate mail is like 2% of the mail. So, But it, that's normal. You know, you get a, it's always badly written, uh, or somebody will put an ugly comment about you on Twitter. Did you ever see somebody, anybody ever write anything bad about you somewhere where you found out your friend said something bad about you or criticized you? And you walk around upset all day and you, you can't get over it. And every time you look at that person, you're just, uh, you're just upset. Imagine this Trump, what he hears all day about himself. This guy's got the height of a rhinoceros, he has got the thickest skin. He doesn't even flinch. doesn't even bother him. You know, you pick up the paper. You get upset when you read about Trump. Why are they attacking him like this? You watch those CNN shows. How could they attack him like this? He watches it and smiles. So I don't know. Is that healthy psychologically? I mean, it would be I – mean, got to give him credit. If anybody else in the private sector had run and come under this kind of fire – they would have melted in front of this kind of... Anyway, uh, we'll, we'll come back in just a second. Oh, check out the webpage. There's a lot of great stuff up there. The 100 greatest movie lines of all time. Now, think of the most famous quotes ever from movies and watch all top 100 of them cut together. It's great. Hey, you know, all presidents curse and swear. Here's the audio. Listen to this. It's great. John F. Kennedy swearing, Lyndon Johnson, Barack Obama, George W. Bush... Uh, Nixon cursing and swearing up a storm. We've got that up on the web page. Also, I, I promised I'd put this up today. The refugees move into Sweden, destroy the country. It's just one big crime zone. But the liberal 60 Minutes says, we'll go over there and show everybody how wonderful the refugees are. So they're filming this piece, and in the middle of the piece, they get attacked by the refugees. It's all up on the web page. Go to 710WOR.com. And then go over to the Mark Simone page. Or you can just go to 710WOR.com slash Mark. 710WOR.com. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.